one of the biggest issues that we run into, especially early on in a catastrophe response is, okay, I filed my claim. What do I do? You know, those idle hands and that anxiety and that uncertainty and that unknown. And ultimately they just want to know what to do, what is next, what they should expect, what, what's to come, right? Excited today to be here with Troy Stewart. He is the president and COO of Rush Claims. Welcome, Troy. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate you having me. Troy, I think yours is a story of kind of, uh, you know, a business that's maybe come from being grown on more traditional aspects of, of how you work in the insurance industry and then developed into something that's more insure tech oriented. And maybe you could just walk us through that a bit to start. Yeah, you know, we are definitely uh, steeped in tradition. You know, uh, Rush started it in 1991, kind of out of the garage um, type workshop, workshop handling cargo losses across the, the Texas-Mexico border. But, you know, since then, we've, we've grown and evolved quite a lot as an organization. And I, I, think, I think starting in, in the, the early 2015s, um, moving into that, that era, you know, we really began to hear a little bit more about technology in the space, you know, and so it's kind of becoming a little bit more of a reality, this, this insure tech and technology really starting to, uh, uh, to, to come into the domain similar to like FinTech. And, and so we wanted to position ourselves reflecting back to adjusters becoming a soft resource in the space and such. We thought that was a ways off, but we certainly wanted to position ourselves for long, longevity. Um, and we're looking at the, at the time for kind of off the shelf solutions that really wanted that, that accomplished everything that we really wanted to and felt we needed to be able to accomplish. Uh, we just kind of felt the, the, the bar was pretty low. So we decided to go down the road of, of, of building our own proprietary technology at that time and tied kind of really laid out the process for everybody and tried to identify, you know, the bottlenecks, the, the points of escalation and, and the issues that typically ensue and time service delays and so on and so forth and tried to look at each of those and identify, okay, is this, is this an element of control? Is it an element of communication or what? Is it? And then begin to work towards solutioning those, those bottlenecked or, or, or identified issues. Right. And we kind of built that into our development plan. And so, you know, fast forward to 2020, actually 2019, I guess we, we transitioned from our legacy claims management system over to our now new Havia claims management system, all while we continued working on a couple of, of additional applications. And that is what we now refer to as this Hub Insight, which is our secure uh, claims portal for policyholders. And then the uh, Hub Onsite, which is a uh, scoping application that can be utilized by our adjusters, by contractors, by, by really any resource that's out in the field to produce uh, real-time data feed and photos and uh, packages back to the desk adjuster. So, you know, our aim was on, on, on efficiencies and improving the, the end experience for the consumer. I mean, you've come from the side of providing claim services and now you've got this technology you've developed. So are you using that technology and providing, you know, windows into it to the same customers that you service traditionally, or are you actually licensing or selling service agreements uh, to the technology that, that uh, claims organizations can use on their own? You know, initially when we went down the road, we had no 
grand vision of taking the market or anything along those lines, right? But in, when we began to finally lift our head and showcase and share with, with our, our partners, some of the solutioning that we were able to create, you know, we, we realized that we really had something that was in line with what was, what they were looking for, uh, within their internal departments and such. And so we wanted to kind of explore that a little bit more closely. And, and in fact, that same year we apply for and were accepted in, uh, to cohort seven, part of, uh, Lloyd's lab, um, out in London. And so we, we attended that I was out there for 11 weeks and learned a lot about the industry and, um, kind of the direction and the needs of the marketplace and was able to kind of take that and bring that back home and understand, you know, kind of bearing all that in mind, what we can do for the, for the U S sector, um, and our current customers in, in some strategies and, and go to market, um, solutions. And so we realized one roadblock that we had as a service provider, you know, oftentimes when we're working with insurance companies, we're not the sole provider, right? And so the last thing an insurance carrier wants to do is, is create an inconsistent experience for a policyholder, right? You don't want to enable maybe some solutions that are outward facing and interactive for, for, for a consumer or policyholder, um, with one firm and then not have that capability across the board. So we began to, uh, go down the road. Um, we kicked it off last year of kind of revamping and re rebuilding the foundational pieces, um, to be able to make them more capable to go to market a couple, like our hub insight, uh, we're working on hub insight, hub onsite, and then uh, a new product offering, uh, which we, we have termed uh, hub contact and those will all be, uh, built and ready to go to market towards the end of the year, first part of next. And we'll be excited to announce that to, to our partners and share and showcase that in some of these uh, upcoming uh, InsureTech conferences this year. So what's your takeaway around, you know, process innovation versus technology and, you know, how they need to work together to, uh, to, 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 to have an impact? I think there's oftentimes a rush to involve technology before you fully understand your process, right? So we so often put the cart before the horse. I think it's really important not only to understand what are our processes, but what are we trying to improve in our process specifically? And how can we go about that without causing disruption downstream? So I, I think I think looking ahead and after that immediate process that you're evaluating is, is hypercritical, just as important as the process itself and what kind of technology solutions are available to begin to improve, be it the efficiency, uh, be it the speed, what what have you, of that particular process. But it's important to understand the impact that it has downstream as well. Yeah, it may have worked very well and improved, um, improved, you know, maybe saved an hour a day, right, for your inside staff. But uh, maybe downstream to the consumer impact of that particular workflow wasn't necessarily considered, and now you're having a lot of escalations and complaints and your incoming calls, you know, to your, your call center is, is, has tremendously jumped, right? Well, what, what did good do, did we really do in improving that process? And so by looking at it from a holistic vantage point, you know, the 10,000 foot view is, is super important, I think, but you know, no doubt. I think technology is, is, is huge in being able to improve every workflow. It's important to have early on, you know, these, these, these real conversations. Okay. What kind of business decisions can we begin to make to leverage data 
in a real way early on because we have so much accessibility to near-time, real-time data. Are there things you're doing to provide insights or um, add additional value versus the traditional claim services? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's kind of where where the technology that we built kind of comes into play, you know, with the, with the full uh, kind of all-encompassing solutioning. One of the biggest issues that we run into, especially early on in a catastrophe response is, is okay, I filed my claim, what do I do? You know, those idle hands, you know, and, and, and that anxiety and that uncertainty and that unknown. And, and ultimately they just want to know what to do, what is next, what they should expect, what, what's to come, right? Unfortunately, we can't have, we, we, we can't have, you know, communications occurring within 12 hours to 12,000 people, but we can communicate outward, uh, in an effective way via technology and some of the solutions in the chat and the SMS and, and, and give them options to correspond with, with our claims experience teams and, and be able to, you know, truly move the bar forward in their, in their claim. Uh, but when we leverage that, you know, we're able to really take, you know, a good percentage of claims out of the traditional workflow and handle them via this uh, 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 kind of data-driven, you know, indemnity methodology, right? And so, but it but it all call, it all falls back ultimately on the carrier and the and the comfort levels ca- certain carriers have on on making those and and relying on on the data um, to make a determination. Uh, fortunately, we have a lot of a lot of that historic uh, those historic values and and proof points that that we can begin to work through and and paint a picture and tell a story for our clients, right? You know, from a from a carrier perspective, for those who maybe have not been as progressive, you know, do you have any advice? Do you have any sort of recommendations on how they they might want to start or might try to accelerate the process of kind of digitizing things more and, and, and being more proactive and leveraging the innovations you and others are bringing to the space? Yeah, you know, I think kind of that internal reflection, right, is is really important to understand because every every carrier is a little bit different with their focus. Their uh, demographic PIF population and everything is is a little bit different in that you know what the expectation is based on a particular uh, market segment. And so, like understanding first and foremost who your 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 consumer is and what what historically has been kind of the feedback that has been received and more importantly you know how is that demographic changing you know i mean with generate new generations coming in and you know becoming homeowners or purchasing uh, uh renters insurance and such you know understanding them and where are you falling short as an organization um in meeting their needs uh but then also turning that once you have an understanding there and understanding, okay, internally, where's our pain points? You know, as leaders, we we make assumptions as to what should or needs to be done or needs to be evaluated. But again, oftentimes we have a, a that thirty thousand foot view. Whereas, you know, when we do a deep dive in and realize that, oh, actually, it's pretty consistent across the board. You know, with our with our desk adjusters, that X is happening, and this is creating a consistent delay because. We're having to send all of this up for for authority requests and approvals, and we got to fit in. It's a manual process, and so on and so forth. So, being able to break break those down. But one thing that we do, be uh, you know, with our with with new partners or you know with our existing partners, 
if they like, we like to get in there and understand what is your solution internally look like? Because it's under, it's important for us to understand that, to understand how we can best complement what they have existing, right? Because we can go in and say, Hey, this is, this is great. This is what you need to focus on. But if, if, if we don't have an understanding of what their workflows are, what they have existing, what their current expenses are, then we can't create uh, a solution and ROI statement, so to speak for them in moving in a particular direction. But we do a lot of assessment and, and strategy sessions with, with our partners and are more than willing to do that because we want to understand what really is going on. And I think we can bring a different perspective in. And I think we gain a lot of perspective in talking uh, in, on a much deeper level than is typical with, with, those, with those partners. Uh, we gain understanding of things that we don't necessarily know or weren't necessarily aware of and can kind of begin to course correct on our side as well. Having those deep conversations uh, are, is super important early on versus versus after engagement, post-engagement. But simply assessment of current processes, understanding what your company vision and culture is and how you can align new solutions um, or, you know, kind of play options to, to enhance whatever those goals or missions are. Troy Stewart, president and COO of Brush Claims. Really appreciate having you on. Thank you so much, Josh. You have a great day.